Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me, Chris Brack, and I'm here with the my two favourite people, Kevin Luke. How are we? Trying to good, mate. All good. Not too bad, thank you. I was going to be really witty, and I realised I'm not very witty, so we'll just say <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, we all glad? Do we all miss international football? Oh, I can't <sighs> wait for it to come back. Can't wait for it to come back. I'm so excited. Can't you tell? Yeah. We're going to wait for this now. Oh wow! What we're going to do? What we're going to do? So, who watched the uh, who watched the World Cup draw? Me. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I watched, I watched it. it with my missus, um, oh. and uh, she was like, "Why are they not going in this group?" It was like, "Yeah, conf- confederations, same confederations in the same group." Oh, that's all. That's all shite. You know, bored to tears watching Jimmy and Genus. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just very dull, isn't he? Yeah. You can uh, So, what's that? Sorry, you can't help it, poor boy. Well, being dull. No, he probably can't help it. He's, no. he's just he's just <laughs> he's just a very dull, very it's very dull. There's some good groups in there, though. There's there is, some there is. really should interesting we, groups in there. Should yeah, we I mean, go through the groups? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Well, if I was people have different views of England and other things. To- I love international tournaments. To- yes. Tournaments, I, 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 I can't be asked all the qualifiers and all friendlies. Both days at me, no address. Any sort of tournament, though, I'm quite into whether it's World Cups, Copper America, AFCOM, Euros. I quite like watching any of them because it's just a bit different. It's something a bit different. It's quite a bit of a spectacle. I'm not sure how much of a spectacle it's going to be in November, December, but. Mm. We'll well, four, four games a day. Four games a day. What more can you want? Yeah. yeah. I'll be I don't know how to fit in around work, though. <laughs> we'll figure it out. The timing is actually quite good for us in Europe, to be honest. Yeah. You get, you'll definitely get two games a day mm. after work, you know, after good. your normal working day type thing. So, yeah. no, no, it'll be good. There's some good groups in there. There, there genuinely is. Yeah. All right. So, for people who haven't seen them, we'll go through the groups. So. Uh, group A host guitar with. Holland, sorry, Netherlands, uh, Senegal, and Ecuador. So, if fancy Holland, I mean, if you're Netherlands, first World Cup in yeah. a while, that's what you want, really, isn't it? 
And just Sadio Mane's centre goal should fancy their chances, really. Yeah, I yeah. think I think they'll, they'll should the two of them should come out of that group. Yeah, and they're a good young side. The winner Tom of Bolland, um, Tom Bolland saying, but why? Why was Qatar in pot in pot A? It's the host money. country. Host country guarantees guarantees yeah. top top seed for your host country. Uh, group B, uh, England's group with USA, Iran, and then the winner of Wales, Scotland, Ukraine. I mean, to be fair, if you, if you, if you're in, if you're an England fan, you couldn't have picked them. You couldn't really pick the better group. You know that that's a group they should be getting out of comfortably, fairly yeah. comfortably. The one, the one game will be a bit, be a bit of spice is the last game, which could be Wales or Scotland for yeah. the last group game. That could actually, cup you know, final. But that could be, well, it makes it a bit of fun then because it's, you know, home nations yeah. derby. It could be, in theory, both of them play top It's going to be electric. For, yeah. Should Wales get there, it's going to be electric in, in town. Yeah. But, oh, but if Wales would fancy their chances against Iran, they could have a good go against the USA. So you, you could eventually see England and Wales Bale's last tournament as well. Play, that's Bale's all. pretty much going to retire after the World Cup. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, but for England, Wales, that could be a where it takes top spot. So, yeah, couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't. I mean, Gareth Southgate couldn't have handpicked a better draw. And that's, no, I don't think know, so. So, it, it really no, is as good as it gets. Yeah. No excuse, man. Then it's a uh, Group C: Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. So, if you're Argentina, that's still. That's a good one. That's a tasty Me- group, mate. I tell you, um, yeah. Mexico, Mexico are good. Mexico are good, but Mexico always needs to decide that look good, get out the group, get to the round of 16, oh, yeah. and, then, and then bye-bye. And with just, Lewandowski just, with Poland, you never know what you're going to get, Dave. Yeah, they would disappoint well, in the Euros. Like, Poland yeah. good team. Matty yeah. Cash will be playing for them from yeah. Villa. Got Milik. They have a good side in the Euros, though, and they were, they were quite disappointed. Yeah. Surprisingly disappointed, actually, in the Euros. So, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be one of those. I think that's one of the three groups to watch to look yes. for shocks because I think there's a shock in that group. Yeah, group, yeah. group D: France, Denmark, Tunisia, and then the winner of UAE, Australia, or Peru. So, yeah, that's a handy one for France to be honest. Handy one for France. Potentially a good one for Denmark. You know, hopefully Christian Eriksen will be all right for that as well. So, yeah, again, some nice stories around that one. Uh, group E: Spain. Mm-hmm. Germany, Japan, and then the winner of Costa Rica, New Zealand. That's this a proper group. group. Especially Hansi Flick's Germany. That They're going to be ones to watch, I think. Yeah. Mm. Look, I think Japan will give anyone a game. They're, I was saying to Chris before we came on, um, Japan are one of those sides that years ago you might have had one or two players playing in Europe at best. Now they've got, got half a Celtic team. Yeah, they've got a lot of players playing in Europe, and they're playing at decent levels. They're they're going to be there. They'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if they cause an upset in this group. Maybe pinch a draw against someone they're not supposed to, Mm. and that could make the group interesting. Yeah, Barry definitely says the joys of working from home. He won't miss a match. Yeah, (laughs) just 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 all those meetings at three o'clock. I have a meeting every day at three o'clock. It's a nightmare. Honest, boss. There's nobody in this. There's nobody in this meeting you're in. Oh, it's it's a big, it's a very important one. Um, Group F: Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. I mean, Canada's first World Cup in a long time. That's a hell of a group to get through. Apparently, the last time Canada were in a World Cup, they didn't score, didn't get a point, didn't do anything, but loved the I trip. I think I'll, I think I'll score this World Cup. Oh, they've yeah. got a good. They've got good some, hopefully, Alfonso Davis will be back 
Yeah, he's back yeah. in training now, so you'd hope that he'd be there. Jonathan David as well up front. You know, they've Canada young, lively, energetic side, and they've got a couple oh, of quality players. Well. In charge yeah. as well. A couple of quality it's, players. So. It's nice to it's nice to see a country you don't see very often at the World Cup as well. And that's the whole beauty of it, isn't it? That's what you want, same as yeah. Uh, but again, that's what also why I don't want to expand too Plus, much. Belgium are going to be interesting to watch as well because this is probably their that group of players' is last shot at winning something. And yeah. it'd be so fun to see Roberto uh, uh, Martinez uh, fumble this gold. Well, I just, gold I just think Belgium are perennial bridesmaids. Oh, they're not even bridesmaids. They just promise so much and deliver so yeah. very little. Um, I think they're probably Belgium are probably like a best quarterfinal side. I don't think it'd be on quarterfinals, mm. to be honest. There are side uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be facing them. Like you'd like to see someone else kind of knock them out. You know, if you, yeah. you know, it's if just, the push comes to shove, if you were picking a draw, picking a side to avoid, they'd be one of them. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, group G: uh, Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, Cameroon. It's an interesting group. That's a serious group, man. And Brazil are historically slow starters, so yeah. can't really afford yes. a slow start on them because Switzerland always. Difficult in tournament, Serbia difficult, and Cameroon. Serbia going to have two very informed strikers, Mitrovic and Dusan Vlahovic. Oh, Mitrovic Both. will be in the Premier League by then. No, he won't be informed at all. He'll be. He'll <laughs> he won't be at all then. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yes, 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 he reverts the type back then. He's like Dwight. But, he's like Dwight Gale, too good for the championship, but can't translate it into the Prem. Yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of those weird anomaly players. Yeah. I mean, the final group is Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. Ghana. So. Uruguay, group. Uruguay Ghana against Ghana. There's a, a bit of, of history there. I think um, Ghana want to get Callum Hudson Odoi to and Tyrick Lamptey to play for Ghana at the World Cup. Ooh, I wouldn't be surprised if they plump for that either. Yeah. No, I think I, mean, um, I think I saw Ivory Coast tried to after Mark Gurhey won his cap. They were like, "Fancy playing for us," and he went, "No." Yeah, well, well there's a pathway for. Him into the England setup. I don't think there is for Tarek Lamptey. No, I think there's too, there's too many right right backs for to jump ahead on. Yeah, for him. I, to us, he's a, he's not going to play. It you know, it's, it's good for him too. Right? He's a game for Ghana. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Ghana Ghana against Uruguay. There's there's some history there from a from yeah. South, South, <laughs> South Africa. Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, uh, the Suarez handball. So. Suarez part two. I watched, I watched Portugal the other night and Pepe was rolling back the years and he was, you know, he was the Pepe of Real Madrid. He was brilliant on the night. But how long could he keep going? The rest mm. of the Portugal side, you look at it, they're in transition now. They're, they're needing to phase a few out. This will be Ronaldo's last World Cup. Moutinho will be his last tournament as well. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are at a really good age. You know, um, if they come out of the group, I, I mean, you'd fancy Portugal to come out of the group, wouldn't you? Oh God, yeah. And I wouldn't be. It could be any one of the of the other three. South Korea could do a madness with Hyungmin Son. Ghana could do anything you wouldn't know, and Uruguay. I think Uruguay are the ones that are definitely in transition. Definitely, you know, yeah. They're yeah. they're phasing out the old stock and bringing through Cavani, some new players. But yeah, got a couple of good players. They'll take, they'll take that that's it. That's it. They yeah. mentioned the yeah, Benfica. Yeah. They got beat tonight, didn't they? Did they? I think so. I think so. They lost three two. 
don't think well, it's someone in the long, chat. As could. long as the Liverpool player wins the World Cup, I'm happy. I who do you fancy? If you look I at just, the groups, I've got a feeling Brazil. I just got a feeling Brazil. I just I think they top like, the South American yeah. qualifying. Yeah, Brazil would be nice, wouldn't they? As long as like, they are I'd say they're I like gripping with talent at the moment, especially forward, Martinelli, Anthony, um, Neymar. I'm, I'm gonna nick Kev's answer, I'm gonna say Holland. Holland. Well, yeah, I love Holland. Sure. I just like the Dutch. I just I love watching the Dutch Van Dyke getting that World I, Cup. Yeah, I just don't like the Dutch manager because he's just a prat. But you know, oh yeah, prat. Yeah, he'll be playing three at the back and stinking it out every week. But you know three. what? It works up. It works for that for what they have for their strength, mm. for their strength yeah. and depth. That is what would really work for them. I know yeah. Virgil hates playing in it, but my God, if you've got a a back three with Virgil van Dijk, Delict plus one. Aki, isn't it, normally? It's normally Aki, isn't it? Yeah. If he gets in, there's usually someone else. I think there is normally someone someone else they prefer. I'm just but... to think there's... Like... I love a Dutch kit as well. That's Denzel Washington. Or Denzel Washington, sir. Does he play? Denzel, Denzel Dumfries on the right wing. As a right wing back, he's a really good Suits wing Suits him better, doesn't he? He's a really yeah. good wing back. It's going to be a good World yeah. Cup. I it will be wait. a good World Cup. It's just unfortunate the host country is a shitter. But oh, yeah. the one thing I'll say, if any of you guys haven't seen it, there's a, video, a YouTube clip of the Norwegian, the head of the Norwegian FA. She did a, she gave her speech at the FIFA Congress. And just take my word for it. Search Norway FIFA Congress and watch it. It's about five minutes where she absolutely rips FIFA a new one for putting the World Cup there in the first place. That's all I'm saying. But, Just yeah, we it. know money talks. We know money talks. Well, look, the last two World Cups venues have been an absolute shambles. Yeah, and know? plus, like now, like they are a shambles now. Yeah. Like they've not been used. Like look at the stadiums in South Africa, barely used. Where was the one Brazil barely used? Um, where was one? Was it Russia barely used? Some of them that they made. So yeah, it's, it's not like. And I expect the ones in Qatar after the World Cup to be not used again. Yeah, it's a shame um, because you look at the um, stadiums that Germany built to host the World Cup in 2006. Germany, the infrastructure in German football now is phenomenal. It's right up there. Mm-hmm. France the same. When France did it in '98. The infrastructure they built was phenomenal. The USA in 90, uh, when they hosted in 2026, it's mainly going to be in stadiums that are already built. They don't have to build new stadiums. You know, it's it, there's an awful bang of the Olympics when Greece held it mm. off mm. of the last few World Cups. You know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, the, the idea of spreading the game around and what have you is great and everyone loves the idea of it. But the reality of it is for most countries, it's it's a horrendous expense. I mean, Ireland are tipped to host the next Euros in conjunction with the uh, UK. And as it stands, I think there's only two stadiums in Ireland that would qualify as... The Aviva would be one of them. The Aviva would be one and Croke Park would be the other. Mm. Uh, Parker Creeve and Cork would probably just about qualify. Mm. And maybe Thorman Park in Munster. But other than that, 
That's it. And they're only small. I mean, Parker Creep holds like 38,000 or something like that. And it's only been re- renovated in the last few years. Yeah. You know, Crow mean. Park is huge. Crow Park is uh, 84,500. Okay. You know, something that's like good. that. You know, that's one benefit, I suppose, England and Scotland, to be fair, have is they've got yeah. big enough stadiums already that exist. They already have, yeah. Yeah, they probably don't, probably don't have the transport infrastructure, but we won't exactly. But look, that's for down the line. But it's a World Cup. It's a horrific season next year, right? Because oh yeah, our preseason starts against in the middle of July, and the season yep. ends on the twenty eighth of May. Where's Premier League break? season ends on the twenty eighth of May. Next there isn't year. one. That's the that's the irony of it. There isn't one. Yeah. So this is why the oh yeah, Barry Devney is right. Nowhere in Northern Ireland yet might get, you know, Caseman Park needs to be rebuilt or and or Windsor Park needs to be upgraded just so it meets the criteria for UEFA to be able to host games. You know, so, I mean, the bid is going to go through for that Euros and a nod and a wink, but some of the stadiums in Ireland just aren't up to measure, you know, and mm. with the way things are, the funding for stadiums is way down the line of what's yeah. what's going to be important, you know, over the next few years. But cool. it is what right. it is. Should we talk about a prem football? Yeah, it's, it's back. back. It's finally back. It's, it's finally back. back. And we're first. Which actually, mm. like Christ. Yes, because I'm working in the afternoon, so twelve thirty kickoff. Yes, please. Right, you go. You're, well, you're you're in a you're in a, a minority of one who actually look forward to a 12.30 kick. I know, I know. Uh, but, so I just look forward to a game, to, to be honest. So, no, I don't I mind. Well, well, Luke, what, what's your feel of this? Because Kevin and I spoke at, spoke yeah. at length about this last night with Gav on the you know the midweek fix. So what's your thoughts on the game, teams, when's Reese Williams starting? Um, I think tomorrow, I think I'm looking forward to it personally. I think everyone is sort of glad that international football is out of the way for the next six months. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's going to be a massive game. Obviously, Liverpool could go two points clear before City play at three o'clock. And I think Klopp mentioned it, like he wants a European atmosphere at 12.30. Good luck um, with that. Because it's a, hard, the, the crowd, it's a hard time to get up for a game. Yeah, which is the crowds have been a bit tentative um, recently because I think the crowd's just feeling... I wouldn't say feeling the pressure, but like feeling the. I just think it's very hard to do a, a lively yeah. start at a half twelve. I don't mean Liverpool. I think any crowd. Everyone's rolling out of bed like an hour yeah. before to go to the stadium. It, it's a bit easier to do it if you're playing a big rival. I think that helps. So that's why these games sometimes are a bit more, bit of a banana skin. And obviously, there's the Roy Hodgson factor, which always brings a bit of fear into you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're not going to see like a full strength team. To, uh, tomorrow, I do feel like that some players will be rested after in uh, internationals. Like, I do think Joe Gomez will be a right back. I think um, I think we'll see like uh, midfield of Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, and then if Liverpool like two nil up, three nil up, both a couple of those players will be taken off. I do expect Firmino to start Diaz, and then go on, go three elevens. Uh... One, one to eleven. So, so I have Allison in goal. Um, yep. Gomez, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson. Yep. Um, midfield: Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, 
And then right. Diaz, Firmino, and Salah. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be wanting to play, like wanting to to play. So I think he'll start, and then sixty minutes. I think you'll see Hendo, Thiago come off, and then I think you'll see Salah come off towards the end of the game to rest them. I think someone said I reckon Trent starts tomorrow. I think Klopp's going to tell him, "Yeah, you'll you'll be back for midweek." You're not. I think so. I think he gets an hour. I think he gets an hour against Benfica. With the yeah. five sub rule, uh, so I think the only team I think from the team I picked last night, I think the differences were, were I had Henderson, Thiago, and I had Jones as the midfield. I think Fabinho will be rest because he had uh, Lord of Porto last night. He played a full game at altitude, which might take a little bit yeah. out with the traveling. Uh, and then I said a front three of Salah, Firmino, and I said Jota because uh, Diaz played both games for Colombia. Big disappointment for him. Manny just needs a bit of a, might just need a bit of a break. Obviously, he's on the high of that, and I think I think Salah just needs to get the um, that game out of his system. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Kev, I can't remember what how different yeah, was your I, size. I went with a front three of uh, I, th- I think I said Jota on the left with Bobby and Mo on the right. Uh, the midfield is the same as what Luke said, but I can okay. see where you were coming from. With Fabinho and maybe Jordan dropping into the six, Thiago hmm. and yeah, Curtis Ox, whoever Milner maybe. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, Milner's the one I was toying with. Sounds yeah. like Cater's not quite right. Doesn't sound like it's too yeah. serious, but it looks like he's not quite right for this game. Could see yeah. Harvey maybe. There's options yes. there. I mean, yes. it's, him, not... obviously he's been having issues off the pitch, and maybe the yeah, well, uh, maybe he'll be taking out the firing line a little bit and. We'll be yeah, we'll, told hand over your passwords, mate, because yeah, we'll, we'll, be... we'll, we'll go we'll go into that. We'll leave that to Harvey to sort out. Uh, yeah. I think he's been held back partly because of the injury, partly because of age. I think he's, I think he's been drip fed games, but also yeah. at this time of year, you've got, you've got to be careful who, who you drip feed games to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis just does have the edge on him in terms of experience because he, he is that couple of years yeah, old. Maybe he does play because Gomez won't be bombing on as much from right back, so maybe you do need that creativity in that right-handed central midfield role. So. Yeah, I mean, Jones, I think from what I read, uh, Jones was in the 21s. So, I mean, yes. I think it was, only Al- it was only Albania, but, you know, you couldn't beat what's in front but of he's him. Got so. minutes, he's got minutes in his legs during the break and none of it was excruciating minutes, you know. Yeah. So. It wasn't pressure minutes. So, yeah, it, it might make sense to have Curtis in there. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, I like him. I like watching him play. He's, I do, I do. I, one of these I, players that could do anything in a game that... The only issue with Jones is his best position is probably on the left left of the three. Yeah. Thiago's best position, left yes. of the three. Cater's best position, left of the three. Left of the three. So it's who play. It's who play. I mean, because Henson no plays on the right. Elliot can play there as well. So you're probably going to have to ask Jones. Probably Jones to play on the right. I mean, he's young enough, so he should be able to. You know, it's good for him to be able to adapt to play both sides. It'll just make him a more rounded player. So, exactly, Luke, yeah. what, what score are you going for the early kickoff then? Three 0 Oh, see, you watched me last night, didn't you? Well, then, you know the rules. Who are your goal scorers? Um, Salah, Firmino and Van Dijk. Oh, close. I had Salah, Firmino and I had Jossa. <laughs> Mr. Kev, what did you like to yeah, say last night? I went 4-0. You went 4. Who are your... Four. Who, was, it, was it two for Bobby, was it? Two for Bobby, one for Mo and one for Jota, I think. Yeah, one for Jota. Okay. So I we- just hope that Liverpool start 
out the blocks, not what they've been doing po- pre-international break was a bit sluggish. Took like 45 minutes to get going. Hopefully it's out the mm. blocks. Yeah. Get As soon as we get the first goal, I think the floodgates might just open. Hope so. But, yeah, hope, hope I mean, that's the hope. I mean, the thing is, Klopp can call, and Klopp is right to call for the atmosphere and what have you, but the atmosphere comes from the players. Yeah. It comes from the intensity of the players, and if that's right, the crowd will be up for it. This is definitely a game where I think the players need to put the play. The players probably need to push the crowd a little bit. Yes, you know, it's, it's one of those games. It's one of those games. Well, this Listen, is a massive favor, opportunity. Like, favor by the crowd in another game. Trust me. So yeah. it's not like it's uh, anything different from there. So. No problem. Okie dokie. Yeah. Right, let's just see what people put in the chat. We've got Tom Bollins first in, 3 0, Van Dyke, Thiago, and Salah. So, so everyone's pretty confident. So, fingers crossed that would mean then we could then watch the three o'clock kickoffs with, fingers crossed, a two point lead. And then we can see how the other games go. So, we'll build up to the City one. Uh, Brighton, Norwich. This could be, this should be fun. Um, Kev, what have you got for this one? I think I went 2 1 to Brighton. Um, look, Norwich probably know where they are now. They know they're going. So yeah. they'll more than likely be, Dean Smith will more than likely be using these games to see, you know, the attitude of the players that he's got, who he wants to keep next season, and who he's happy to let go. Brighton haven't been on the best of runs. They need a result. Yeah. You know, they need mm-hmm. to. It's not a case that they're going to get dragged into anything. But, you know, Graham Potter has been on this ride this season where he's been hyped up to death or he's been written off as just another English manager. Yeah, You know, he's, he'll want to finish the season strong for his own peace of mind. And prize money. You know, I mean, clubs like Brighton, where they watch every penny, each point and each position that they finish in the league matters. A lot more to say other clubs that are in or around where they are in the league at the moment. So, you know, Brighton need to get something here, especially at home. You know, they'll want to they'll want to finish the season strong. Again, you know, pointed out uh, Brighton have lost the last seven in a row. They're yeah, not a good, they're, not a good force. they're not in a good run at all. Yeah. And in Top. some of those games, they've been playing okay. They've been mm. playing okay in games, but they haven't been finishing it off. It's a typical Brighton thing where they're a striker away from being a good side. But mm. at the same time, you have to be, if you're not scoring, you have to be clean sheets at the other end. You can't be gung-ho with your wing-backs all the time, leaving mm-hmm. centre-backs exposed if you don't have the pace to recover. It, it's it's silliness, really. But yeah, I went 2-1, 2-1 to Brighton. I went 2-0 to Brighton. Uh, Luke, what have you thought for this one? Probably going to go 1-0 Brighton. I do think since they lost Amburn to Newcastle, I think they've just not been the same at the back. Um, because I think they've been chopping and changing the back the back three a lot. I think Dunk's been out. Duffy sort of came back from his horror loan spell at Celtic and played really, really well, and then he's just dropped off. So I think Brighton might just hold out with a clean sheet because I think Norwich know that they're pretty much gone unless they do the great escape, which I can't see happening. So I'm just going to go 1-0 and Brighton stop the rock. Because well, they're going to need to there because they need yeah, to make Tom, sure that this doesn't continue. Yeah. Tom Boland has them in there, 2-0 to Norwich. One last punt for them to stay alive. If they get a win, you never know, because the way results can go in the, at, that, at the bottom end of the league, any side, as we've seen with Leeds, 
any side that can string two wins together. Mm. You know, six points. It might not sound like a lot, but six points brings them right back into the contention to stay up. Yes, you know, it's not it like does. they're out of time. They're no, far from out of time, but they're just out of uh, quality, ability, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think ability more than anything. But if they can skank a, a win against a, a Brighton side, like we said, that are struggling, you never know. You know, yeah. I wouldn't write anyone off at this stage. So next three o'clock game, Tommy Sugal's Blues against Brentford, who just got a got a win, a, a decent win they need just before the international break. But yeah, can you, anyone can you really see anything past a, a Chelsea win in this? Brentford don't travel well. Uh, I've got three one to Chelsea. Uh, important part of the season now for Chelsea as well. Look, they're not going to win the league. They're safe enough in the top four. Mm-hmm. They just want to cement that third spot and build up some kind of form and uh, minutes into the legs to really attack the Champions League. You know, that's their main focus now for the rest of the season. And they'll be looking to rest and rotate and manage the squad as best they can to focus everything on retaining the Champions League. Yeah. I put I went 3-0 Chelsea. What do you have, Luke? 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Yeah, we also think that's well. Right, this is a big one. So, Leeds-Southampton. So, Leeds... Could still get dragged into it, so they're not they're not safe. Southampton, since they beat West Ham in the FA Cup, have been on horrendous form. Yeah. And just gone really off the boil, really off the boil. So. Hassan Hootle, isn't it? He just goes great run of form, mm. then dips. Great run of form, dips. Yeah. This is Southampton. He'd be, be a perfect Man United manager, wouldn't he? That's where He's at. at his level, isn't he? I think he might go back to Germany to a decent side. I think he'll yeah. go back to Germany to a good uh, you know, a Bayer Leverkusen type of side or maybe even a Dortmund. You know, his reputation mm. on the continent is quite good. You know, I just think he's at his level in the Premier League. I don't think he'll go any higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got some talent in that Southampton side. That's the thing. They have got some talent today. Walker just, uh, Peters would be one to watch. Walker mm. Peters would be one to watch. The way Leeds attack, um, you know, the, and the way what he plays as a an attacking fullback. He mm. he could get space in this game, and plus you got the War Prowse dead ball specialist because um, yeah. Leeds aren't it the could best be a good dead game ball situation. Yeah, it could be a good uh, game. It, it could be I one of those games goals. that, as a neutral, you just sit and watch it and be entertained. I think you, I think so. Yeah, you. Whenever you get Leeds, whenever you watch Leeds, you're going to be entertained watching them one way or another. Mm. You yes. know? Well, let's face it, the last two games have been entertained. If you oh, even gosh, if you're neutral, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Threw it away against Norwich and then won it back in it within the space of three minutes. Uh, and then we're piss poor against Wolves. Wolves go down to 10 men, win it 3 2. Again, 90th minute that winner. 90th so. minute, yeah. They do like a late winner, don't they? But they do. I see this sure. one being a Desmond, to be honest. I've got it yeah. down as 2 2. I'm not sure our friend Joe Weymouth could take another one of them, though. Bless him. No, I think Joe would be happy enough with a point now at this stage, you know, because yeah. I think. They don't need much to get them away. Yeah, I, I've got them down at 2-2. Two, two. I, I fancy Leeds 2-1. I've got, I've got a 2-1 two, one, two, one to Leeds. I'm How three, are you saying it's Leeds? 3-2 three, three, Leeds. Leeds. Goals, 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 goals. Goals, um, goals, goals. Yeah. Number one on match of the day, this one. Yes. That's it now. Jinx it now. Even, like even I don't watch that anymore. I, watch, I just mm. watch highlights on YouTube. <laughs> right. Um, Wolves versus Villa. How are you seeing this one, Luke? 1-1. Uh, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Well, I was say, because Wolves don't score many, but they don't see many either. Well, unless, unless they're playing Leeds. Unless they're playing Leeds. 
you know, Leeds have that effect on a lot of teams, to be honest. And Villa, um, he's doing all right, Gerard, with them. You know, they're comfortable mid-table, probably roughly where they should be. They're just very up and down. But that's kind of where Villa are at the moment. How are you seeing it, Kev? Yeah, another Desmond 2-2. Uh, um, I think both sides have goals in them. Wolves will be interesting this time because I think um, Raul Jimenez is out, isn't he? He's One game bad, yeah. yeah. Two games bad, sorry. So, they'll probably play with uh, Wang Hee Chan up front with um, Trincao on the other side. Uh, maybe Pedence if he's fit on the opposite wing. So that is just pace, pace and more pace. You know what I mean? Apparently Neves is out as well. Yeah, so... Was it Dendonker would play in midfield with Moutinho? God, that's not got a lot of legs in it. Yeah, but they don't, you know, for someone like Moutinho to have the career he's had, he's never had pace. No, I mean, he's kind of like, it reminds me of uh, Xavi in that respect, where he stays where he is, he knows his game, and he just doesn't need to be quick to play the way he plays. I, I I just don't rate Villa. I just think there's mistakes in them. I think you can get yeah. goals against them, but you'd be very yeah. interested to see Gerard in the summer to see if if that ruthless streak from Rangers continues at Villa, it where he goes be. right. You're going, you're going, you're going, and I'm getting quality in to replace you. Because if he doesn't, and he sticks with the likes of Mings and other players that have got mistakes in them, then I really do worry about him potentially when he becomes the Liverpool manager, if he's not making, going, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. It's just, with Villa. It, but as we've seen, we've seen players where the manager's clearly gone, you're gone. Can't sell him. Yeah, not, can't sell Mings because you just made him club captain. Yeah, or, that or, I want, or I want him. And they're going, politely, I can get the Europa League side. Or I can get a champion. Or I can. You know, the type of players Villa would be looking for yeah. now is they're going to compete against clubs that will be in the Europa League or pushing for Champions League. That's the kind of players they're going to want to yeah. go for. And look, they could pay them the money. Well, clubs wanting wages. to fight to get their next season, such as Newcastle, yeah, yeah, maybe West Ham. So, it's it's not as straightforward as bin them off and get them in. It's you know, <laughs> even with Gerard as a name as a manager, it's how you can push them or attract them because yeah. they can earn the same money at Newcastle or. They could probably want to get into your uh, Europa League level. Yeah. Like in the the interesting question. The, for, the interesting question for me with Villa in the summer is what they do with Coutinho because I don't think they keep him. No, um, even though he said that he'd take a wage cut, it doesn't say how much he's willing to cut to come to Villa. Well, so, I don't think that. I mean, the wages I don't think are really a problem because no, I just think Villa aren't sort of the cash. It, it's the just whether they think was it thirty-five million they want? thirty-five million. Plus his wages, which at the moment are being subsidised by Barcelona, you know, mm-hmm. um, and plus the fact that does he really improve them enough to keep him and Bundia at the same club at the same time? I don't think you can have both. Yeah, you know, true. so it's one of those. Uh, it, it, there'll be ones to watch in the summer to see which way they which which way they go because. Some of the moves he's made in the market have been have been really good, been really interesting. Yeah. You know, and the plus there's players that Dean Smith brought in that just haven't worked out. Buendia, Ings, Leon <coughs> Bailey's not not worked out either. So it'll be very interesting to see how many of them get shipped on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. saying uh, the demise of Barcelona was short-lived. They're playing well at the moment. They are playing well at the moment. The test of Barcelona is next season because 
as well as the play at the moment, there's no pressure on Barcelona at the moment because everyone thinks the shit and they're not going to win the league. There's no, no pressure on them, and I think that's I think that's when you see how good they are. Is when the next season, I think there's an expectation Barcelona to rechallenge next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if they do, fair play. If they yeah. don't, that's when you're going to have to see how it, how they react. So, what have we got for the, what do you have? One you had Desmond. Was it one 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 for you, Luke? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the final three o'clock game is Burnley against City. Does anybody realistically think they're gonna we're gonna see City drop points at Burnley? City's record at Burnley is actually very good. They're always t- yeah. quite often tight, but Burnley they don't Burnley don't tend to do very well at home against big sit sides. It's a bit of a myth that they do. Yeah, Burnley's uh, Burnley's problem against the Man City side is they don't have pace up front to trouble Man City. No. You know, they don't have anyone who can get in behind to play off Veghorst to trouble the pace to, even if with Diaz out injured. You know, Laporte is very good at reading the game, and Ake has pace to burn if he play if he starts. So, yeah, no, look, I've got it down as a three nil. Um, it should be a comfortable day's work for him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Anything short of a comfortable day's work, they've got real problems. Yeah. Go on, then, Luke. Give us some one one. Like last time I predicted City to drop points, they did that against Palace. I predicted them to lose to Palace, they dropped points. So hopefully, I know, I, 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 I stole the one one, didn't I? Because, yeah, so I think they'll go one one. Uh, I do think I, I don't know where if John Stones will be fit, would not surprise me if he starts, but if he doesn't start, him and Ake at the back, Ake's not had the greatest season, there has been times this season where he's looked really, really shaky. Like, there's been games where. He has dropped some big clangers. So, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Reclaimers on your bus. Up front. Reclaimers on your bus. He's got 2 0 Burnley. Um, Jonathan rightly points out uh, there's no Ben Lee either for Burnley. Oh, that's a big, okay. That's a, yeah. big, that's a big blow, that. Yeah, my yeah. yeah. But we also yeah. know that um, Pope is capable of having one of those Leviashin uh, games. Isn't he just? <laughs> exactly. We've yeah. seen it. We've seen it at Anfield yeah. numerous oh, well, times where he just pulls one out and has an absolute belter. So yeah, look, I, I'm I'm going to say two one City. I I I I'll quite happily be wrong. I hope I am, but I just sort of think they probably have a little bit too much of Burnley. <laughs> probably isn't again. They're going to drop it in. But I mean, look, those of the chat are saying two nil, two one Burnley. I'll be made up. I'm, I'm just going to go one nil Burnley. Uh, no one one. We won't be able to take the smile off my face for a week if it's too. If if Ali, oh, if Ali, Ali smiling at work. Just wait. Yeah. If uh, well, I'm saying this is a big if we go into there with a one point or a two point lead, that dynamic is not on us to win. No, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I, I remember 18, 19, the year we finished second, we didn't have to win at the Etihad last time, and. I, we didn't quite get it right. The balance. I've got so. a feeling this is going to be 18-19 reverse. Where I don't want them winning the Champions League. Us I don't the lead. They've yeah. lost the lead, and they're going. Oh, okay, we don't need to win at home, but then we go and we win, and we go on the win the league. Oh, we hope so. That'd be quite nice. Yeah. Cool. Right. Even kickoff. Man United against Leicester. So it's. Um, Oh, battle of battle of just battle of shyness, oh, that's really isn't it. You know, average. <laughs> yeah. average. Brendan Rogers just continues to defy logic of how much how rubbish he can be at times. And United, you just don't know what you're going to get with United at all, do you? Um, 
No NDD for Leicester. He's out for the season now. I believe it's uh, knee surgery he's got to have. So big loss. Big, big loss for them. Big yeah. loss. Yeah, so. I've, I've got this one in three-one Manchester United. Um, I just think that for all of their problems, Leicester are just really poor. They're really average. They're really, really average this season. And you know, maybe the wind's blown out of the sail of that squad, and that squad needs some a bit more than minor surgery. You've got us. Well, Yuri Tillemans. Leave, wanting to leave in the 25 summer. Twenty-five million is the price, apparently, and Klopp loves him. And I'm going. No, Would any no. of you two seriously consider taking him? Nope. No. no. He's got the Wayne Rooney, Luke Shaw body type. Looks like that he really struggles to stay fit. I know he doesn't get many injuries, but he looks like that in the holidays. He balloons up in weight, and that's I a just think big me, issue. Yeah, for me, I just don't think he does enough off the ball. I think defensively, he's found wanton. I think that we've seen that with Leicester. Um, I also think he's played at his age. He's played an awful lot of football. I think there's probably too many. I think a lot, probably too much in his legs. So yeah, like doesn't, like doesn't do it. Doesn't do it for me. Um, Alan Ali's got a great point uh, for this game. It's the Pope versus Jesus. So you know, there's another, <laughs> another religious <laughs> link there, which I quite like. I quite like that one to be honest. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, so uh, I've got I've got two 0 Man United. I don't even see Leicester scoring, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I just think that you I, wouldn't know with, with Leicester and the Brad. I assume Daka is available. Yeah, he's just not been. He's been. He's, he's not been picking. Picked, he? No, he's picking Ian. In fact, he's been picking Ian actual ahead of him while Vardy's been coming back from his hamstring injury, yeah. which is surprising because um, I think Daka's done well. And he's played for Leicester. And yeah, the thing he's is, got, he's got the pace to scare the shit out of anyone. Leicester have good players. Do you like to Harvey Barnes? James Madison, Fafana now back from injury. That's a big plus. That's huge. Who's the Ricardo Pereira right back is an excellent fullback. He James, really is. Justin when he's fifth. James Justin, Justin as well. You know, it's there's talent in that side. There's a lot there of talent Barnes, in that side. Yeah. Harvey Barnes. It, it's a combination of I think the manager's gone a bit stale there, but yeah. I don't know if a couple of players have just, got, I don't know, maybe he's not got above their station, but perhaps forgotten the basics of what got them there, which was a lot of it was hard, you know, hard, graft hard and work, hard work and running. And uh, plus, it's now. classic Brendan Rogers' third season. Everything goes just balls up with Brendan yeah, that third season. Plus, we are now starting to see with Leicester, they've got to start to get, they are going to start now against the point with life after Vardy. You know, yeah. he's now picking up more and more injuries. You know, I mean, he's in his late. Is in mid to late thirties now. Thirty five, I think. Thirty five. Even his goal return now, uh, a lot of his goal return now is more penalties than open play. Yeah, which before you know, he was very much a lot, you know, more open play goals. That was his, that was his thing, you know. And he just can't do the run that he used to do. Which at his age you wouldn't expect him to. No, so he's that's that used in, in squads now as sparingly, even if it's a case that he's used for a handful of starts, but mainly off the bench. And sure. you know, yeah, like us, we Bit like, bit like us with TR, but yeah, no, you, you got to manage his minutes, manage his minutes, and pick and choose his games. Yeah, you especially know, so. if you're a striker who depends on pace. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're you're constantly getting hamstring injuries. You're going. You, I think they're they're still in the Europa Conference um, competition, so it's one of those like they're safe enough in the league, and Europe they might need to win that competition. 
to get back into Europe for next season, and that could mm. hurt or hinder. You know, that, that might be the difference of what they're able to do in the summer and who they're able to keep. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Sen. Vardy is a great player. He is a great player. I just think he's like yeah. he's like all players. Father time stops. You know, doesn't skip anyone. I just think he's starting to catch up. But listen, he's also a clever player. He may adapt. He can always adapt his game. But he definitely can't play the level of minutes that he has been playing for for Leicester because it's just not physically possible for yeah. him. So do you think okay. Leicester could make a late run back into European places because they've played 27 games, three games behind Wolves, and should they win all three of them, there'll be a point behind Wolves. So is there a chance Wolves, that... I don't think Wolves are the target. They need to get above... Villa. I think it could be West Ham. Mm. You know, yeah. be the top four, there'll be one spot. If, if for example, it's not a Premier League winner of the Europa League or the conference, I don't know what posi- how how low they go for well, qualifying think, for Europe next season. I, I don't know if it goes down to seventh. Well, six. What's well, so I think now? So six is definitely going to be Europa. So Europa spot because of because was winning the um, League Cup. So seventh would be a conference position. Potentially, yeah. if one of Liverpool, City, or Chelsea win the FA Cup, I think it goes down as low as eighth, because then eighth becomes one. So, but actually, Europa League or I think eighth. Is, I think eighth might be Europa Conference. I think seventh will get Europa League. There. So you look at it up to eighth now could, could get Europe because really you would exp- more average says. One of the Champions League sides are going to win the FA Cup. Seeing three of seeing three of the four positions are filled by the Champions League side. So you know, yeah. The if about, I'm chasing a quad, I would love Palace to win the FA Cup, but we're chasing a quad, so yeah, forget about that. Keep yeah, that to yourself. Do you know what? I honestly think that if they, because you remember years ago, it used to be the case that if you got to the FA Cup final, but whoever you lost to, ah, uh, yeah, they used to get it, didn't they? They used to get it. The losers of the FA Cup final used to get the place. Yes, and then they changed That's that. True. But I honestly think qualifying for Europe could wreck Palace. It oh yeah, do so much harm. That volume really of good. games for a squad that, that that's that young and that small. Because that's what happened to uh, that happened to West Ham in 06, isn't it? Yeah, they got they got Europa League. They got Europa League pro- too early, and plus they had Alan Pardew, which. It says it all, really, doesn't it? It's a whole, it's a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> right, let's go on to the Sunday games because um, some intriguing things. So we've got, speaking of West Ham, segue <laughs> there for you, like I've done this before. Um, segue, West Ham at home to our, our friends across the world, our friends, the Ev. Yeah. Who, oh, they're still teetering <laughs> in that, that little spot. No. Uh, Everton's record, away record is currently the 20th best in the league. So it's um, oh, oh wow! I'm not that it's that bad. Yeah, it it's even worse than Frank it's even worse than Norwich. It's even it's worse than Norwich. Yeah, it's too, uh, to be fair, it's been that effect all season. They've been shite all season, and so West Ham need the win uh, to yeah. keep their hopes up of maintaining European spot. But also, they just want the momentum ready for their massive game against Leon. Leon, Leon, which yes, is a big yes. one. And listen, it. It might give Everton a slight slender hope because they're not going to risk anyone who's 50 50 because they've got Leon. But I don't know, Kev, try and give our blue friends some hope. Can you generally no. see anything other than a West Ham win? No, uh, Michael Antonio's had a good week off. He's needed the break. So him coming back 
fresh and ready for the end of the season. Everton don't travel well. Um, I was listening to someone, uh, an Everton fan, and he's saying to me, the only hope they have is their home form might save them. It's a big might. Even he's saying it is a huge might. Like Eve says, 3-0 to West Ham uh, with a fluke and and some average goals. (laughs) I forgot. Lampard can get booed so badly at West Ham. Oh, yeah. they ate him anyway. Neil Axon brought us off from the Anfield. Ralph's giving his flowers here. He said, like, when he came out with that, oh, it's just an average goal and it was a fluke goal. And once this, he said, psychology, you're, you're basically saying to us, well, that's all it takes to beat my side is just, you don't even have to try hard, just a just bang average, go, a bang average effort and it'll go in. It actually yeah, is. It, when you think about it, it's quite damning, really. She basically was saying, you don't have to do a lot to beat my side. He threw a lot of them under the bus after that game, and they've all had two weeks to think about it. Mm. You know, Pickford played well for England. Um, in yeah, he does for England. He does for England. Most people hate it. Mings Maguire actually generally does all right for England. Yeah, I mean the whole coming out people talking about being booed was just like, oh god, it was like Man United syndrome again. You know, it's like the thing is with the booing thing. Like I, like I said on another show. Like, like fans that are criticising a hypocrites because when their team are doing rubbish, do you guys boo? And, and so, if the answer is yes, I've sat, I've sat in Anfield crowds where where Lucas Leiva came on, and he was booed up and he was booed off. Yeah, you know, all it's crowds good. do it. So as a footballer, do you know what? You don't like it, but no, they don't suck care. it up. No. Yeah, suck it up. Give a shite. Suck it up. If if they didn't want that reaction, it. Southgate should have just told him, "Look, you're still in my plans." Just. Take take the two weeks off because you've had a shocker, and um, I'll see you next international break. Just I'm just going to yeah, look at a couple of other players, like I did with Carl Walker. Tell Carl yeah. Walker to sit this one out because I'm going to look at a couple of other players. So she, yeah, because uh, I was pleased to see the young Palace centre back uh, play. Yeah, 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 and the left back Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah, both very good prospects. Um, yeah, like both, like both of them. So I again, like them, yeah. I was pleased both of them got got a run out. Please, Gallagher yeah, got yeah. a run out. You know, oh, shows how well. Shows how oh, well Palace are doing. Well. Oh. No, I think yeah. West Ham will win a 2 0, but yeah. it could be anything. It really could. If West Ham are in the mood, they could rattle five or six, and it wouldn't it shock falls. me. Yes. But it, would, it wouldn't shock you. Like, they're, they just don't, they seem to be, when they go one down or two down, the heads go, the heads go and. You, you just watch how much Rosales and rolls. That's, yeah. how, that's how much they're losing. Because oh, his roles, he his roles get more dramatic. Break with uh, Brazil, Richarlison. Yeah, he did. Scored it's a shame when he puts the Everton show on these. Oh, he's he's just petulant. It's pure yeah. petulance. He's worse than yeah. he's probably worse than Bruno Fernandes for his petulance. But, and, but yeah, I think I, I, I've got two. I've got two nil West Ham. Um, the, only, the only saving grace for Everton at the moment is the teams below them in. Watford and Burnley, I've got. I've got really City, Liverpool. I've, I've got really yeah. difficult games, so yeah. they're probably go, they're probably not going to be any worse off, and it's one it's one less it's one more game off the rack. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. It, so. I mean, the thing is for but for all those sides, you could see a, a Leeds really pull up, pull themselves away this from is, the yeah. danger zone completely, and that in itself locks it off to being any Four two boys, right? from those three. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, at this at this point, it could be any of those. It could be anyone. Yeah, you know? I think so. I think so. And then we've got Spurs against Newcastle, which 
this will be a good game. This because Tottenham Newcastle. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought Tottenham. you said Arsenal. I've had at least you didn't call me Kev. You know, there's at least that. Bless you. Oh, bless you. It's a, it's a late night, mate. Uh, while Luke Capogas himself. Talk to you. Spurs are on 21 points from 12 in 2022. Okay. Not bad. They're, 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 the, they're the second highest points total outside of us. In the league this season in 2022, the summer really? signings or the winter signings they made have really made a big difference. Gulusevski yeah, yeah. and Bentancur in, in middle of midfield they've made a big difference to him. He seems to be trusting uh, Matt Doherty more as a right wing back, and I think. Look, I've got them down at 2-0. I just I think they'll school Newcastle. Um and it could be more. It, yeah, I've got it, I've got a 2-1 because I think Newcastle are now at least makes at least making themselves difficult to play. And they've got confidence because Newcastle are actually in yeah. decent form, you know, which is why they're they're not even in the relegation chats anymore. No, no, no. But again with Spurs. Well spending 120 million in January tends to do that. It does, but it's still, still got to connect. It's still got to click into gear and work. Yeah, and we've we've seen plenty of clubs spend big, and it ain't like QPR it doesn't work. So, like QPR have done it, you know. Everton have spent fairly big. Not done it. United have done it for the last couple of years, and it's uh, it's been it's been quite comical to be honest. Uh, the thing with Spurs is, you know, and everyone talks about Kane and Son, the most productive partnership in the Premier League. Yeah, I still have a, I still have a niggle in my my with them too is. When the pressure's on, and they needed to do something in the in the big moments, that's when you need. That's when your big players step I'd up. I'd love I just to see. That I just don't think they do it. Broken down and see how many big games they've combined in. It would be interesting, and I'd be very interested to see if it's a lot of their goals together have been in big games, or whether or not the majority have been against the poorer sides. Now, to give Son his credit, uh, the big games I can think of is like Champions League run when Kane was injured. Some yeah. was a big part of them getting to the finals. So, but I'm just not having Spurs. I'm just not. I just think they're a, they're a decent Europa League level side. That's that's where they are. Um, I don't see them as a Champions League level oh, side. I saw I saw a thing on Twitter. It's like, oh, Laurie, Son, and Kane, such loyalty, such loyalty to stay at Spurs during during this time. And I was thinking, loyalty well, okay. it means they well, can't okay. get out. Okay. They can't Kane, get out. That's just Kane got his brother a six-year contract with no buyout clause. <laughs> Genius. I mean, first of Son, Son actually has signed a new contract and decided to stay. Yeah. So, you know, Son, you can say is a loyalty because he has he has signed a new contract. What was it? Was it in the last year? Yeah. Pretty recently, yeah, isn't it? It's, I think a lorry signed a new deal as well. A couple of years. Oh, well. Oh, well there's been a, a couple of new deals this week. Um, Aspilicueta's uh, triggered a, an extension Yes, and his contract with much. Chelsea nailed on to go to Barcelona. Yeah, but like, yeah, we can trigger. Is that because of the change in in the? Um, no, the I think the, no, I think the, once he hit a certain amount of games, they were obliged to offer him a contract, and the restrictions uh, wouldn't have made any difference. Yes, because right, it's they're legally contracted before it kicked in, so yes. they would have been able to get away with that one just fine. I still think that Chelsea would have wanted him to go. You know, but 
the way things are at the minute, you never. It's one of those ones that t- could turn out to be a blessing in disguise for him. Yeah, especially with Christensen pretty much now on to go to Barca. Rudiger will not be short offers this summer. So, yeah, I think after Laqueta staying, I think it will be big. Uh, will be massive. It's, big, yeah, it's big experience with them. That's what that's what that's what Chelsea need. They need to still keep some experience in that in that squad. You know. Yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, Thiago Silva can't go on forever. You know, as great <laughs> as he is, and he's been brilliant. I mean, everyone keeps saying he can't go on forever, but at some point, he he can't go on forever. So yeah. Uh, I think that's not as old as everyone thinks either. Yeah, Reclaimer, they're asking, can they sign players? In? No, they can't. Um, they've loosened some of the restrictions around Chelsea with fans buying tickets. We've got a protest stuff. tomorrow as well. I've no look. I don't We've know got why. To Ricketts, but oh look, that stuff will it'll all come out in the wash. Whatever, the, whoever the yeah. new owners are going to be, but I think what. Chelsea fans are going to have to get used to very quickly is if it's an American investment company like FSG to come in, mm. they will be, they will quickly become fans of um, living within your means because <laughs> this is what we have become. We've become very good at living within our means, selling, buying what we can afford and mm. developing that, that talent. And Chelsea will be, you know, they won't have the endless access to a uh, flexible credit card and the third drawer down from the filing cabinet. Right. It, it needs to happen, but it, ne- it needs to happen across football. You know, I mean, it's a wider mm. topic for another night, but mm. it's definitely the right way to happen to, for it to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chelsea fans, you'll see in the next 12 months, will suddenly uh, start watching who they sell and, how much they can afford to pay for players. Um, yeah, because the days of replacing Werner with Lukaku and you know, looking to replace Lukaku with with another big money signing is... The one thing Chelsea have got is they have an excellent academy. We know because yeah. our fit's on loan. Mm. Uh, and again, that rule's changing now, but yeah. how many players you can loan now? Yeah. So it might... It's changing it might to enable, seven. Yeah, so it might enable them to actually blood some more of their youngsters. Yeah. Like so, we've seen him Conor Gallagher. Yeah, you know, you're going like, oh no, you, oh no, you're gonna have to play Conor Gallagher regularly for Chelsea. Oh, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not like it's not like they're gonna be worse off for having to play someone like a Conor Gallagher. So you know, in some ways, it could actually be a good thing for Chelsea. Actually, they'll get to blood some of their good youngsters, and they'll just be a bit smarter in the market. I mean, Chelsea. Have been, yeah, they've been pretty good well, in the transfer market this last. Do you know what? Ever since they had uh, their issues with the transfer ban, they've actually got quite smart. They've, got, it, they've got very good at selling players. Mm. They get you big know, money for ridiculous players, which Liverpool have. I mean, for all the talk of how much Chelsea spent this summer, uh, Chelsea got sold an awful lot as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for big money. The difference was they just, they just got a lot more money for their outgoing. So it wouldn't be that dramatic a switch for them. No, they may not, they just may not be buying hundred million pound players. They might be doing fifty million pounds. What's that? Sorry, I think I think they sold Gurhi for like twenty million, and like he Which never played a Premier League game. It was like twenty million like that. Yeah, I mean, look at him now; it looks a steal. Yeah, <laughs> that, so he looks double them. They, they know double they've them. got that talent in the squad. So I don't think a lot changes for Chelsea. Really, they'll, they'll just no. become a little bit smarter. Yeah, um, but I sort of think feel like part of the structure is already there. So I think people who was- hope for the demise of Chelsea might be slack. Sadly disappointed. I just yeah, I think they're going to be well disappointed. It's going to take a while yeah. for reality to 
Um, they've got a lot of pl- good players on good, on long contracts, so they'll be okay for the next few years. But I think, mm. as Ben points out, they can fund, they can fund it by selling people like Tammy Abraham's. You know, Tammy Abraham's doing really well at Roma. They'll, yeah, they make a big sale on him as well, or they bring yeah. him back, or they bring him back. You know, I think they've got their choice to buy him back in twenty twenty three for eighty million pounds. There you go. So uh, G G ten with another player there, Billy Gilmore. He's out Billy in Gilmore. Norwich. Yeah. You know, I could do on loan at the net sharing Serie A. So there's, well. there's yeah. lots of op- there's lots of options for Chelsea. So I don't think actually, I actually think Chelsea would be fairly all right to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I do as well. Put, I just don't think they'll take. They won't like, cap like fall out the top four. They'll do be like any, Spurs fighting for it. Did any of you guys watch the uh, the overlap the uh, yes. episode? Did you watch it? I've Luke? seen the comp. Uh, I've I've seen like the big. Like quotes from it. I've not watched yeah. it all, but I've watched. It was bits. all right. It's. It, 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 I, it I thought it was quite good as well. But um, there was one, the Man United fan who was on there, and he was right in what you were saying. You know, twelve months ago, people were talking about the Glazers would the Glazers would never sell because who in their right mind was buying a football club for two, three billion pounds? And then you look at what you know, Chelsea are whittling down to four prospective buyers at two billion quid do you know what i mean it, it might push it, the market might be there for a manchester united to be sold you wouldn't which, know which then also says which actually debunks because i've been saying that for a while with people who don't like our owners you know mm. i'll say i've made my feelings clear on that because i'm asked either way but i was like tell me when you find someone who will pay three billion for liverpool and yeah. still invest well, it looks like there are people there. Could do more. Well, well, they'll, well, they'll do it. So yeah. we'll see. Um, point here is, uh, what do we make of Gary Neville's quote saying, if it was for Klopp, we'll be, we'll be four, four, fifth? I think the quote. Saying I think out what he, no, no. Saying I think what he said, his, his point was with the level of money that Liverpool spend compared to the other clubs in the league, we should be around four, four, fifth in the, in the league. But because we have a, an elite manager in Klopp, he can elevate players. So it's a backhanded compliment. My argument, and to me and Kevin have had this conversation offline, yeah. is people are confusing spending big with guaranteed success. Yes. And we've proven enough times spending smart. Spend a billion pounds. No, no. It helps if you've got Man City where you can spend a billion pounds, then you don't have to buy development players. You buy the very best young players. Kevin De Bruyne buy him at 23 and develop him up. You know, you don't need to perhaps take a, a risk on a. Yeah. A Minamino or a Robertson. You buy when you look down at Man U, who spent more money than City when Fergie left, that's how you not spend the big money. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. I think whenever Klopp leaves, you will see some sort of a dip. Um, it won't be because, as big as fourth or fifth. Because there are, you know, it's hard to replace elite managers. We all know that. But from what I've read, from what I've seen, the structures are in place for how we recruit and how we do it. We do things how the way we've done it. So yeah. we'll see the we'll see the fruition in the next two three years with no Michael Edwards. So we've now got AD Ward. Does basically does the machine just carry on ticking? And if it yeah. does, well, so far it's already finished. So yeah. So if that's the case, then you sort of go well from a recruitment point of view, we should be there or thereabouts. Really, it's then can you get the right manager? Just and the then coaching to staff elevate. Pushed in the right way. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys see the interview Klopp gave BT BT Sport 
when he talks uh, where he talks about the um the training the the management structure the management group yes he's coaches and everything like that it's a really good interview and uh, it's not just when Jurgen Klopp retires or when he when he his contract ends it's the coaching staff that he's assembled are they going to want to go their separate ways and go off into management in their own right at different clubs that's the bigger issue for me yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a case of does I, I don't know when the podcast or the the documentary boot the boot room documentary is coming out next week, uh, the fifth I think it is. Yeah, but this current structure that we have at the moment is a boot room of sorts, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the hope for me that the current group, the current management structure that we have at the club is could develop into a boot room type structure where Pep Linders is the next one. And so, and the coaching staff stays the same, and you keep adding different coaches, different yeah. voices every couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I—that's my hope for that. But you know, when yeah. that documentary comes out, I think we'll cover it more in depth, uh, maybe next week. You know, we'll have, yeah, we'll have a good chat about that next week. I think. So where, where will it be on, Kev? The I think it's on BT Sport. They're gonna do it. They're gonna release it probably after the Benfica game. Yeah, um, I might get that watch. Yeah, that'll be well worth it. That'll be really, to BT, really good. If it's a BT Sport, their documents are always really good. Yeah, they've got Even one though, on uh, being a goalkeeper as well that I need to. That, that's really good. Have you have you seen Rob uh, Rob Green's finger? He's got a. I think it's this finger here. It's at it permanently at a right angle. Because the amount of times he's drove in the floor and just dragged his finger along the floor, he's, he's snapped it. And it can feel just permanently like that. Or oh. because when he shows his glove, he's got a web. Over what over yeah, his yeah. little fingers because it's it's man. Oh. It, ha- it has a uh, Rachel Brown, ex England and Everton goalie. Uh, who else? It's Pick. It, it, they talked to Pickford. Yeah, Pickford. Talk to, yeah did it as well. Pickford did it as well, and they talk about um, goalkeeping myths. You know, you talk of near post being beaten and footwork and stuff like that. Yeah. It's quite funny because um, he laughs off the Peter Crouch remarks, and they're not really footballers, are they? And <laughs> in fairness, Rock Green goes. Well, probably more akin to a rugby player with the yeah. skill set you need to be a goalie. He said, yeah. It's actually probably more what you need to be a rugby player than it is to be a footballer. So he said, well, I agree with Stefan Max's comment there. Uh, Klopp is doing a shanks with us. He's, he will leave us in great shape, just like Shanks did to for Bob Paisley. I think, you know, I mean, that would be the ultimate thank you from to Jurgen Klopp that if he left us in a similar position to what Shanks left Bob Paisley. Yeah. Um, Red side says Milner to be the next Fagan. I think I don't see Milner having forty-one by now. Hey, listen. Yeah. If if we could get Milner to stay and become part of the coaching staff, yeah, absolutely. There's so so much benefits to that experience. Yeah. Um, across the club, across the club, he could be brilliant. Agree, hundred percent. There's one more game that we got to touch on. uh, Monday night football, Palace Arsenal. Yeah. No, I've got it down at one-one, but. I've got Desmond. Yeah, I think Desmond. it could be a lively, lively game. This one. Oh, it's, it's a game. Of course, uh, yeah, again, it's a game I'm really Zaha are out for Palace. Mm. Zaha's injured, and Elise's injured as well. So, yeah, but they've got Eze, haven't they? And they've got. Oh, who's the centre forward? They got his name, Edward Mateta. That's him, Mateta. I like him. Mateta. You got Edward can play off the wing, so. Yeah, they've got, as well. they've got options. That, whereas before, if you say Palace knows how you went well, there you go. That's Palace done. You don't really worry about them like that now. Mitchell's brilliant. 
you know, they've got really good defence and Gallagher because of, but to be fair to Arsenal, Arsenal are one of the most informed sides. Not the yeah. best, not the manager of the month. Yeah, that's a good manager of the month. <laughs> yeah, just to be clear, he got management for three wins and three clean sheets, whereas Klopp got 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 clean sheets in every game of the month and beat Arteta. <laughs> Don't know how that works, but you know. Yeah, and he, did you see um, Google's press conference today? I it, seen it, was, it, no. it was put to him actually. He he won every game in um, in March. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he won every game, including you know getting into the quarterfinal of the Champions League, hmm. and he got nothing for it. And he turned around and he said, "Give me every win in a month, and no manager in a month, and that you'll be delighted for the rest of his career." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know I just basically, I think the managers look at this and go, "Ah, oh, thank you very much." Yeah, yeah, next. You know, managers don't oh, have yeah. stuff like that. This okay. is just promotion. I mean, unless he's our tester, we'll probably put it in well, the, the trophy. The ironic right? thing is, did Fergie win less than 10 managers of the month? Something like he, that, yeah. It was a ridiculous... He, he actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's ridiculous. When you think, this is the man who won, like, 13 No, I think time. he won a lot because... No, he didn't. Pep, no, he didn't. Pep, Pep was I like, think he did. how, how many did Fergie win? Sort of thing. And he was like, what? No, no, he won a lot of managers of the season, which, to be fair, he get win the league. Makes yeah. sense. We had to go through manager of the month. He, he actually didn't get that many managers of the month, which is mad when you think what United won in that, over that period. He, it's a bit of a strange, a bit of a strange one, though. Yeah, but, you know, spread size spot on there. Manager of the month is clearly not about, no longer results-based. It seems to me it depends on which broadcaster wants to do a sit-down interview with whatever manager for a big game they've got coming up that month. You know Fergie I mean? on 27. Over oh, how many but... years? 20 years. No, but I'm saying, yeah, but he had a managerial career at Manchester United 20 odd years. Yeah, so well, it's not really that many. Uh, yeah, when you go, you, it sounds a lot, but you think, well, yeah, it's actually not that much, really, when you think the amount of time so. he was there. It's not really, yeah. you, think it'd be, you, you think it'd be close to 50. Yeah. <laughs> you just would. Because, you know, it's surprising when you're top of the league. I think Pep's like regularly, like he tends to get him. And then he was like, what, Fergie's on how much? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the part of the show where I'm going to turn host for a bit. Go on. Uh, you're, going on a, you're going on an away trip, Chris. I am. Sunday. I am. I'm driving to Bristol. Driving down to Bristol for? Liverpool women against Bristol City women. At Bristol City's ground, uh, five thousand tickets been sold for it. Yeah, so it will be a record crowd for the championship. So yeah, quite exciting. Uh, Liverpool put three coaches on, which Standard Charter are paying for. Uh, I think we've got two. I think it's up to two coaches are up to now. So again, yeah, you know, and the connotations are Liverpool need a point from their last three games. Yep, to win to win the title and get promoted. Yep. So hard on earth. Shot. I'm an absolute bit. And I've had people laughing at me going, it's 1.3, what you're worried about. And it's like, the way I can equate it to is when the men won the league and we're all having kittens going, oh, I hope City, Chelsea, I, I hope City lose to Chelsea. Oh, what, what City beat Chelsea? You're going like, well, lads, we've got like five, five six games left. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's because it's so close. And the last two or three years with the women has been quite tough with losing a lot of players, relegation, disappointment of not going up last year. So, it's kind of one of those like ready for, you know, 
it's kind of ready for the ready for the big the big the big one, you know, which yeah. which I've not I've not seen. You know, I wasn't lucky enough to be following the win when they were when they were winning the WSL. I sort of started following them probably a couple of years after that when my daughter really got into football. So this will be the first time I've seen them win a trophy. So it's really exciting. Um, we've only lost one game all season. Handful how are, of draws. How's the squad health wise going into this one? Because look, Bristol are a good side. And oh yeah, they they've got in... the they've got the top goal scorer in the in the, in the division yeah. in Abby Harrison. She's on fourteen goals this year. I uh, our highest goal scorer is Len Kean, who's on twelve. The big difference for us is I think we've conceded five goals in the league all season. That's mental, isn't it? Uh, I think they're second with like fifteen. Fifteen's yeah. very good. I remember well, when so. I lived when I lived in Bristol, um, the women's side was always in the top flight. You know, the the men's side were struggling in the championship or League One, but the women's side were always in and around top flight football. They were never going yeah. to challenge the Man Cities or Chelsea's or Arsenal's, but they were steady. They were steady eddies in that in the mm. old WSL. And when they they got relegated, mm. well, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover with the two clubs, really, because yeah. uh, Matt Beard, current Liverpool manager, was covering at Bristol City doing um, maternity cover when they were they were pretty close to relegation anyway, and he obviously tried to keep them up. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Matthews and Yana Daniels and Carla Humphreys were all at Bristol last year, then out at Liverpool. Um, so we we've, we've had three of their players as well. So I mean, squad health wise. Um, Striker Rihanna Dean, who sadly missed most of the season with a foot injury, training, so she might make the squad. Um, Leanne Robe, is, who's been our best defender this year, she's out. Of, she's been out with a knee injury. I think she might just miss out. She might be back for Sheffield next week. Uh, she's also out of contract in the summer, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that she actually um, will get a new co- new contract. But other than that, uh, the rest of the squad's pretty healthy. Obviously, there's no. Riley Foster, the uh, the reserve goalkeeper, who is still in a hard collar, recovering from uh, her broken neck, but yeah. she's showing, you know, again, she looks she looks health, looks as healthy as you can be with a, a neck collar, and you know, recovering yeah. from a broken neck. Always a very positive person, you know. Oh, always nice to meet after after games. Is, so, I was going to ask you about that because you you went to the last home game and it was a um, Durham. You had the meet and greet, didn't you? Yeah, sorry, yeah. So um Standard Charter put on a bit of a fan park thing. So we had like a little mini got little mini pitch for the kids to play on. There was a you know, penalty shootouts and all that. And then there was a question and answer section with Farrah Williams, um, ex Liverpool, Arsenal, Reading, hundred and I think she got hundred and fifty caps for England, one two league titles with Liverpool. Uh and the legend that is John Barnes as well. So, you know, got to meet John Barnes, which is uh, I'm sure Gavas that was really annoyed me over, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's really good. They just talked about football careers, growth of women's football, where where it can and can't, where it can grow, and you know the challenges it faces, and then little questions and answer session. So you know, my daughter pushed herself to the front to make sure she got a question in to to both of them. Yeah, so she was making sure. So no, that was really good. Uh, so so that was a good start, and then you get to meet and greet all the players at the end of the game. Now COVID rules are a bit more relaxed. Which is the big thing, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the whole thing, when you, especially with the kids, bringing the kids to these games. It's a great inter- way to introduce kids to football without breaking parents' pockets. Yeah, know? I mean, and, um, for, for me to go to Bristol, it cost 10, 10 quid for the, my and my daughter's tickets and car parking to Fiverr. So, yeah. you know, and petrol. You talk, yeah, well, petrol, yeah, but you t- you're talking to get into a stadium for 
you know, professional football, 15 quid. Yeah. It's a good way of getting the buy. It's a good way of getting... That's how much it costs to get to Wrexham. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's what I mean. So it's not an expensive sport to get into. It's not expensive sport to get into. And look, you've seen international. I mean, you, you've got Rachel Furness now for Liverpool, who is Northern Ireland's all-time record goal scorer for men and women. You know, so I mean, you speak about internationally, on the continent this week, you had a world record for a women's game between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah, over 91,500 people filled the new camp to watch Barcelona win the second leg 5-2. I mean, Barcelona's women's team is outrageously good. Ridiculous. Best best around, really. So, look, if I'm being honest, that's the level you want Liverpool to get to. You know, stage one is get yourself in WSL. Stage two is maintain it. Stage three, push on, push on, push on. Look, that's not going to happen overnight. That, that, that's years and years down the line. Yeah. But that's that's got to be the way to do it. I mean, big credit to Matt Beard. You know, um, it was a slow start to the season, and he was very calm when it was one win, one draw, one loss. You know, yeah. Kev, you saw me. I wasn't yeah. calm at all. Wasn't happy, bunny. <laughs> I wasn't happy, bunny. You know, but it was always like, listen, he plays a really went, funky formation as well, doesn't he? Yeah. So after that, he didn't really. It, after the first three games, they were going, mm, okay, we'll see how the squad does, and he plays five two three. Is the formation we play. Because basically he's gone, but loads of really good defenders. So we play a back three, two attacking wing backs, and we're just playing midfield two. So the midfield two, honest to God, work their asses off. That is hard work. Because you're basically they basically do the cover of a three of a three man midfield, just the two of them. Key to it is the Welsh International Kerry Holland. She's the legs of that midfield, she's the engine, which then allows uh, the likes of a uh, Richard Finesse or uh, Missy Bo Kearns or Carla Humphreys to push on a bit more to help the front three. Uh, front three's adapted with Katie Stengel now more through the middle and Leanne Kiernan's more now out wide was she spent most of, last, most of the season through the middle. But at times we have played the idea of playing Mel Lawley behind the front two of them. So again, just a bit of a mix and match. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to assume we go up um, Who, how we tweak the formation because I don't think you can play 5-2-3 in, the, in WSL. I think we saw a little bit of that in the Arsenal and we got a little bit overrun in midfield. Now, admittedly, Arsenal are the best Arsenal. team in the league at the moment. Yeah, and they scored, they scored two goals that are just worldies that are basically undefendable. And you just go... Shrug is the game available to watch yeah, on it's live YouTube on, or on it's the on, FA? It's on the FA player, so you can download it for free, FA Women's Player, and it's at 3 o'clock kickoff, so you can watch the game for free. So, if you can't get it. And if, if Megan Campbell plays... Just uh, watch out for her long throws that Rory Delap would be proud of. Them. They're ridiculous. Uh, I think we've scored three goals from them so far this season. You know, oh, so really accurate with them. So, uh, but they're just like a corner. Honestly, they go in like a missile, yeah. and accuracy is pretty good. Uh, there's a guy following now. Uh, I think I should have jumped. Actually, I could be wrong. Called Anfield Analytics, who does a lot of stats on YouTube just on women's, just on Liverpool women. Uh, she's basically if we get a throw in on the right from Meg Campbell. There's a higher percentage of them going into becoming a goal. She seems to be slightly stronger on the right than the left. I think it's the angle. Right. The angle's better on the right for her. Uh, Avo saying, "Who's the late, who's the women's manager?" It is Matt Beard, who won the league, won WSL twice for them uh, a few years back before he went to America. Yeah, and so, the other events that are on tomorrow night, you've got WrestleMania over two have. nights from Dallas. Um, I got to be honest, it's I. It, 
I'm not as into it as I was. I probably will tr- maybe try and watch it, but is there any standouts in it, guys, that you're mm. saying, yeah, this is something that... There's some good uh, matches. Well worth, There's well quite a few good matches. Watch. Just, um, it's yeah. just been a bit of flat build-up. Been... The build-up's been flat, but in terms of the matches, there are some quite exciting matches. Basically, to be honest, the, the two big women's matches are the main ones, aren't they? Which is... Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey and yeah. uh, Becky Lynch against um, Bianca oh, Bella. That's Bianca yeah. Bella. They'll be decent matches. I mean, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns will actually be a good match. Yeah. Um, it's a shy build up, but it's a good. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> yeah, match. it is a crap build. I, I, think Luke, I just wanted to ask Luke actually, is there any, has there ever been any talk about Ronda going back to UFC or doing anything? No, I don't think there's any talk about her going back. Let's be honest. I think she's done from the UFC. It's a bit like Brock Lesnar, you know, when he came in after DC won the, the heavyweight belt and he was like, yeah, I'll come back. You're all crap. I'll beat you all. And then, then he signed a mega money deal with WWE. No, I, I don't think Ronda win. I don't think Ronda beats any top ranked fighter out of bantamweight whatsoever. I think. No, I, I, like I she's I, like the old guard of that, Division, I think should get, I think should get heavily exposed if she went back in it now. Yeah. Plus, she's I mean, a mum. Don't know, not that she's yeah. that interested. Yeah. She probably but, makes I a mean, lot more money in WWE. I mean, she's, she's wrestling yeah. now, but I mean, God, the the little one's only not even six months old. I don't think. No. Yeah, she's but, even know. with WWE. I mean, she's very in and out. She doesn't travel. She, she's know. a female, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. she doesn't, yeah. And she doesn't she need to. Um, I think she. I don't really like her because I don't think it, it's pretty obvious that she doesn't enjoy it. You you can see on her face she does not really enjoy it, but it pays well. I think fans pick up on it. If she enjoyed it and was still playing a heel, then people would be more into her. But it's obvious she's there for the paycheck. That's why yeah. that rap, that's why that rapper was so well received. Uh, yeah, bad bunny. Bad bunny. Yeah, like he had a good I, I, match and he looked like he really. But he embraced it. it and took it seriously. You know, yeah, Ronda sees this as, I mean, as, as a payday, and I mean, it looks so ironic if they make her tap out at WrestleMania, considering yeah. that she has never tapped in her career. Could you imagine if WWE was like, "Yeah, Ronda, you're tapping out at Charlotte Flair," or mm-hmm. what? Or you're getting tapped out to her? It'd be so yeah. funny, but it won't happen because WWE also, are going to protect her. Logan Paul's the, on the Logan Paul's on the uh, show, so you know. He'll get booed. He'll get booed. But yeah, again, like he'll play, he actually, he'll play to the crowd. Like, yeah, like the crowd hate him, but like he's a natural athlete, and he, I think he will actually do better than what people think in the ring. Like, I think he he'll, he'll just ta- he'll just he embraces the fact he's a bad guy. I think that's kind of a good thing. Vran uh, Chiefs makes a really good point actually, uh, which is the thing that's really forgotten about women's football is women's football was was huge during World War One, massive attendances. Uh, and women got banned from playing professional football. And I'm sure it's the 70s before that ban was lifted. So this is why it's taken longer for the women's game to grow and to get to the level you know, they wanted to. You know, they wanted to yeah. get to the men's level and all that. And Farrah Williams' interesting point was, what would help the women's game? Her her phrase was, stop comparing it to the men. Yes, it is a different it, game. It's, it's football. She basically says, come and watch it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, yeah. you yeah. don't. It is a different. It's football, that, but it's so far and away removed from. Like, yeah, and her big thing was um, 
I think because Farrah Williams has come from when it was now when Farrah Williams started, it was um, it was semi pro. So she was she had a day job, and then yeah. you know yeah. I've spoke to players who like you know they were nightclub managers, so they'd like literally come off a a nightclub shift, you know, so they'd been working until five in the morning, and then they'd go to training at eight in the morning. Or playing a match that day. So, I you know, did that. When I was play, I used to play Sunday league. Uh, I used yeah. to work in a nightclub. Finish by the time I used to get home, it was half three, four o'clock. Up for half seven. Up for to meet in a pub for nine o'clock. Mm. And at play, but ma- kick off at ten o'clock. You'd be on your arse, like. Yeah, but imagine doing that and then going. Oh yeah, but I'll, nah, I've just got me six hundred bucks. But for the next two days, I'll go fly away yeah. with England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few other things on this weekend as well over here. Um, Cork and Waterford in the senior hurling final um, in Semple Stadium in Turles. That's on Saturday evening on TG Carr. Uh, be a cracking game. It will be a cracking game. And Sunday, the Division One football final, Kerry against Mayo in Crow Park. Mayo should run that out pretty handy because Kerry don't travel up to Dublin well at this time of year and I don't expect a full house either so if Mayo can win that then who knows for the for the championship but two good games uh, for the GA fans over the weekend and there's big controversy over here at the minute with uh, Cork and Kerry for the Munster semi-final in the championships the way it was drawn is Cork and Kerry, if they're ever drawn against each other, they alternate the venue. So home and away, it'll be in Kerry one year. The next time they draw, it'll be in Cork. Well, this year is supposed to be in Cork, but Parky Cueve, which is the stadium in Cork, has a booked had an Ed Sheeran concert booked, pre-booked already, that it can't get out of. So the GA, in their infinite wisdom, decided to move the game to... Clarney and the Cork GA players are up in arms and they've basically turned around and said there's another stadium in the city called Parky Parky Rin. It holds about ten thousand. And they said we'll play the match there or we won't play it at all. And they've dug their hills in and they've done this before where they've dug their hills in. They they will just refuse to play. They They'll just forfeit the monster, monster, monster championship and walk away from the championship season completely. So they've thrown the ball the, back into the monster boards court now to either let them stick with their decision to play in Clarning or revert to what it should be, which is the game is played in Cork like it's supposed to be. So we'll see how that one turns out in the end. Interesting. Right, guys, it's oh, nearly half 11. I think we've kept open for long enough. So, yeah. before we go, don't forget our part, don't forget Failacon. You know, we know times are hard. So, if you can give whatever you can to Failacon, it'd be, it'd be most appreciated. If you can't give, just share it, you know, send it to people, WhatsApp to people, just, you know, get get it known, you know, wherever we can. We, need, we want to try and get to this 10K target. But until then, uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, Kev, you back tomorrow with the post-match? Yeah, back with the post-match tomorrow. Not good, sure who I'm with. I think it's, it might be with Gav. Yeah, I'll be, yourself, pubs, sure. I'll be at the pubs. I'll be at the pubs. It won't be with me, so everyone will be pleased to hear that. So you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll have me to deal with for, for a change. So, and then the guys will be back on Sunday with uh, Fatback 4 and then winners and losers. And, you know, we'll get back into the old routine. Oh, so back we'll, into full swing now next week. It's 
three games, you know, three games Champ. a week for a long time. Well, actually, will we have Willis and Lose or will we be a Champions League preview? Well, I'm sure. Bit of both, I think. Bit of both. Just uh, keep the notifications on so then you can uh, find out what's going on this week. But until then, guys, take care of yourselves. And hopefully, when we're here next Friday, we'll be sat there going, Liverpool have won two games. The women are getting promoted. I can relax and we'll effort will be good. Until then, though, take care of yourselves. Sports Social Podcast Network.